one of the great unexpected pleasures of doing this show is that over the years I've gotten to speak to so many people connected to the Twilight Zone in various ways. People like Anne Serling, people like Mark Zickry and Steve Rubin, and the list goes on. And if you go to the twilightzonepodcast.com slash interviews, you will see a gallery of all of the people who have kindly given their time to come on the show. And tonight I'm going to add another portrait to that gallery when I speak to Rod Serling Memorial Foundation board member and author Nicholas Parisi. Now, as a member of the Memorial Foundation, there were several things that I wanted to speak to him about, but chief among them was his upcoming book, Rod Sailing, His Life, His Work, and Imagination. So I was really pleased when Nick agreed to come onto the show to talk about it. Now I have now I have seen some of the pages of the book. Nick kindly sent them over for me to check out, and the sheer breadth that this is going to go to, the the cross-section of examination of Sailing's work, I think we've never really seen the like of it before in a single volume. And some of these things I don't think have really been looked at at all in book form. So I think this is going to become one of the definitive tomes on Rod Sailing and his work. But instead of me explaining that to you, why don't we go over to Nick and he can tell us a bit more about it. So here's when I spoke to Nick Parisi. Whenever I speak to anyone, there's always that thing that got them hooked into rod sailing. So what was it for you? And then maybe you could tell us how that uh, translated into you becoming a board member of the Rod Sailing Memorial Foundation. Well, first, th- thanks for having me, Tom. I'm really happy to be with you. Um, you know, the first thing that got me, like pretty much for anybody else, was the Twilight Zone. Um, mm-hmm. I started watching the Twilight Zone when I was probably about 10 years old. And, you know, most people can remember the first Twilight Zone episode that they saw, but I, I honestly cannot tell you for sure the first Twilight Zone episode that I saw. I could probably narrow it down to a couple, but whatever it was, I, I was hooked pretty much immediately. Uh, it was one of those things that, you know, everything about the show kind of, I was mesmerized by it, even from, uh, you know, from a young age, from 10 years old, and I uh, became a fanatic about it. And when I was about 12, that's when Mark Zickery's book, The Twilight Zone Companion, came out. And once that came out and I got a hold of that, it just kind of took my obsession to another level, as it did for so many people. Mm. And I read that book over and over and over, and, and I did what everybody does. I would watch a, watch an episode and then go to the book and look it up and read about the episode and read the backstory back and, and everything. And to the point where my copy of the book, if I had it handy, I'd show it to you. It's just like... <laughs> Tattered. It's it's in tatters. It looks like something that you know uh, Henry Bemis found in the uh, in the in the rubble outside <laughs> the bank. You know, so you know that that kicked it in, and then really just as time went along, I just gradually became interested in uh, everything else that Rod Serling had written, plus plus his biography as well as life, and. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where the book came came into being, is just kind of going into everything that he had written throughout his entire career. And it's really an amazing, amazing career uh, yeah. inside and outside of the Twilight Zone. And, and of course, that's, you know, that's brought you to the Rod Sailing Memorial Foundation, right? Could, could you maybe tell us a yes. bit about your work there? Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, well, I, I, I reached out to the Memorial Foundation um, 
probably a couple of years before I started writing the book and just uh-huh. really just volunteered, just said, Hey, I'd love to help you guys with whatever you, whatever you're doing. And, uh, the Memorial foundation is, is dedicated to preserving Rod Serling's work and also promoting it. And, uh, particularly, you know, across the world, but particularly in his hometown of Binghamton, New York. And this, the foundation is, is based in Binghamton, New York. And we're trying to do all sorts of things around Binghamton to to recognize that that's that was his hometown and he loved his hometown and and uh, he should be honored there. So we're working on things like trying to get a statue of him in Binghamton and trying to get a Rod Serling Museum in Binghamton. Uh-huh. And so so far we have you know we've we've had a couple of Serling fests that we've uh, thrown in Binghamton that have gone really well, uh, where people have just come down and watched Twilight Zone episodes and watch other other things that Rod had written and. You know, Anne Serling has been uh, to uh, to them and read from her book, and and you know, there's so many writers who have written about the about the Twilight Zone, about Rod Serling. So there's this wealth of knowledge that you have of mm-hmm. people in this in this in this area. So we've had most of them at these conventions, so to speak, and and it's been great for the community. And, and we've had people from all over the country, uh, the states, obviously, uh, come to these things, and it's. Um, it's been tremendous. So really, my work there has just just been kind of as a volunteer. I'm a, I'm a member of the board, so I kind of have a say in how the how the how we do things, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of what the best way to use our resources is is in that that kind of thing. And um, yeah, that's really it. But it's it's one of those things that we are all dedicated to this idea that you know this was not only a great writer but a really really good human being, and and uh, we want to we want to promote his uh, his legacy. Good, good. Now. I started doing this podcast in 2010. Now more than ever, I get the feeling, now interest in Rod Sailing has never been away, but I get the feeling now, it, it just seems to be kind of exploding at the minute. You know, there's, there's been books written over the past few years, including yours, which I'd like to talk about in a moment. And, you know, things like the Planet of the Apes book from Boom Studios, you know, all kinds of stuff. Do you get that feeling too, that, that there does seem to be a kind of renewed interest in sailing these days? I do. I, I, a resurgence of, of some some kind. Yeah, I'm glad you feel it as well because yeah, I, I have felt it as you mentioned that that Twilight Zone uh, graphic novel. Of, I mean, I'm sorry, Planet of the Apes graphic novel mm-hmm. that recently came out of, of Rod Serling's version of it that was just recently, and that that kind of um, you know that's gotten some very good buzz, good reviews, and everything. And and now of course you have the rebooted Twilight Zone coming out uh, in 2019 from Jordan Peele, and that mm-hmm. is certain to uh, certainly to you know bring things up to another level. And you know, there's always been talk about Rod Serling bi- biography, uh, biopic, you know, movie that you know is always kind of in the back on the back burner in Hollywood somewhere. And maybe that gets uh, gets greenlit some at some point. And and yeah, yeah, I do feel like there's a resurgence in, in Rod Serling because you know the the Twilight Zone is one of these shows. I you know I'll steal a line from. I think you've had him on, Mark Dewidziak. Um, he's a, the author of uh, Everything I Need to Know I Learned in the Twilight Zone. And uh, his you know hit one of his, the things he brings up all the time is that. Twilight Zone is one of the very few black and white series that has kind of jumped this generation to generation that people still know it. Um, yeah. The Twilight Zone, maybe I Love Lucy. It's the only it's the only shows that people under forty really even know. Uh, so it's really a testament to the series. I mean, I just posted on my, on my page on Facebook recently. There was a magazine. It was uh, from the creators of the publishers of SF, SFX and uh-huh. um, Total Film, I think. And, and they did a, 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 an issue recently of the top 100 television series of all time, and not just science fiction, fantasy, all television series. And the only black and white TV series on the cover was The Twilight Zone. You had, wow. you had Game of Thrones, you had, you had Mad Men, you had, and you had The Twilight Zone. So 
I really think that says something. And, and I think it was number yeah. 19 on the list or whatever that's, that's worth. But, but um, yeah, so it's, it's one of those series that has jumped the generation. And there is a re- resurgence in, the, in interest in the, the creator, uh, Rod Serling. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe so. One of the things that's kind of in amongst that resurgence is your book. Now, I, I've had this on pre-order since, since it was <laughs> up there on Amazon, so I, I really can't wait for it. It looks beautiful, like a, a hardback volume. It, it looks like actually a really nice piece. So, you know, tell us all about it. Well, well thank you for having it on pre-order, Tom. I appreciate that. Uh, that's okay. It's a, Well, for, first of all, yeah, I, I do think it's a beautiful book. They did a beautiful job with it. It's the University Press in Mississippi, and I, I really love the cover and the, the layout. And, you know, and I had some input on all of that, which was very, very, very nice to have some, some creative say on all of that. And, and uh, they did a really, a really great job. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's a big book. I think it's going to run something like 550 pages uh, published. Uh, so it's a big book, and it, it covers, again, it covers Rod Sterling's entire career from 1950 through 1975 when he died and of course even before 1950 i get into his biography and his childhood and everything else Mm -hmm. but it's it's not a biography i don't i don't consider it a biography i think it's kind of part biography it's part analysis part critique uh of all of his work and then it's part reference guide so it'll be the first reference guide that people will have to rod sterling's entire body of work Uh, again inside or outside of the twilight zone and one thing you know that I found interesting when I you know when I first started doing it was that you know I never really thought about it but you know Rod Sterling's career essentially ran from 1950 until 1975 when he died so it's 25 years and the Twilight Zone ran from 1959 to 1964 so it's it's almost the exact middle the middle ground in in his career he essentially had 10 years before the Twilight Zone five years of the Twilight Zone and 10 years after the Twilight Zone and when I was just going through the book recently I, I was I didn't. Uh, set out to do this, but the Twilight Zone portion of the book is actually almost exactly the center of the book. So it's it's, it's you know it's, it's like takes up that middle, and then there is that that beginning and end. And I think it's before the Twilight Zone, after the Twilight Zone. It's got kind of a short shrift from from mm-hmm. other books and 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 in general. So I really did want to open people's eyes to some of the work that he did. You know that was really worth looking at outside of the Twilight Zone, as well as give a tribute to the, the Twilight Zone because I, I think it's the, the greatest TV series of all time, of, of course. I've been watching your videos, you know, on your Facebook page, uh, which are really cool. The kind of countdown to to when the book comes out. Now, on the videos, you do this this great thing where you choose a Twilight Zone episode and something else that that Sailing did. So, I'd like to start maybe by just asking, because you only cover the Sailing Twilight Zone episodes in the book, don't you? Uh, yes, I mean I touch on the others, of course, but I, I focus on the Sterling episodes. Yes. So what you know, what what form does this kind of focus take? Is it like an episode by episode critique, or how how are you approaching it? Well, it's uh, I, I think the book in in the whole book has a fairly unusual structure, actually. So I'm glad you glad you asked. It's um, mm-hmm. it's uh, it goes episode by episode. I mean, I guess probably the simplest way to describe it would be, and I hate to you know if I'm out of line making this comparison, but it's uh, if you think about the Twilight Zone Companion, think of Zikri's uh-huh. Twilight Zone Companion, and imagine it wasn't just the Twilight Zone. Imagine it was everything. That's kind of what this book is. It goes through show by show, just like just like Zikri's book went through episode by episode of the Twilight Zone, and it gives some critique and some background on each of the episode, uh, each of the shows. But but again, it starts all the way from Grady Everett for the People in 1950 and goes through. Uh, the night gallery um, mm-hmm. that way but but in between all of those it steps away and will give you maybe a biographical chapter or a chapter on one particular show like patterns or record uh-huh. for heavyweight uh, or you know those kind of things so it'll step away for chapters that are dedicated to those but in terms of the twilight zone 
yes, it gives a long uh, introduction to the Twilight Zone, right, leading up to the Twilight Zone, and then it goes episode by episode, just like just like Zachary's uh, book would have done, with mm-hmm. some you know with some tri- trivia and um, critique and commentary uh, in, w- interspersed into it. I'm looking forward to the Twilight Zone stuff, of course, but I think I'm actually looking forward more to the other stuff that you're focusing on, Sailing's other work, because, you know, we all love the Twilight Zone, but I think there's there's a lot of underappreciated Sailing stuff, isn't there? I, I don't want to jump the gun or or, um, or anything like that, but maybe could you tell us about something that you found in your research that you think, you know what, people really should see this or people really should talk about this more? Something non-Twilight Zone. Sure, absolutely. Well, there's a ton, a ton of stuff, honestly, and and I should, you know, you mentioned the research. So I mean, I it's, I, I spent about four years writing and researching the book, and I, and one of the things I did, and this was probably the most enjoyable thing that I did, was I, I watched everything. So I was I watched every show that exists. I mean, if I could find that that a show existed, I've seen it. So, mm-hmm. so here uh, here in New York, we have the Paley Center for Media, which has a very uh, very good Rod Serling. Uh, archive of, of videos. Um, there's a, an archive in UCLA that has some videos. There's the Library of Congress. So I was able to track down every show that exists. And I think I last count, I, I watched maybe 250, uh, uh, over 200 shows, I think. And uh, only 92, I'm counting, of the Twilight Zone, the ones that Rod Sterling wrote. And of course, I've seen the others too. But um, mm-hmm. but so, the, out, so outside of the Twilight Zone, the shows that, you know, the one thing I, I would tell people is that uh, Playhouse 90 particularly, um, you know, everybody knows Requiem for Heavyweight, and everyone knows that the comedian won an Emmy after Requiem for Heavyweight, and I think, honestly, that's probably about it, but I'll tell you one, uh, there's a show called The Rank and File from Playhouse 90 that's never been released uh, commercially, and it's a a tremendous show starring uh, Van Heflin, who starred in the movie version of Patterns, and he gives a masterful performance in this thing. It's about a union... Uh, a, a guy, a union worker who rises mm-hmm. to become head of the union. It's a power story uh, along the lines of patterns. And it's such a powerful piece. And I can't believe that people don't talk about that one as much as they talk about Requiem for or patterns or things like that. So the, so there were shows that I watched that I just was blown away by that I couldn't believe hadn't gotten more more write-up. Um, so that's certainly one of them, rank and file. Another one, again, this is probably my top five Sterling shows, and again, no one has seen it, is a, a show called A Slow Fade to Black. It's a, a, an episode of Chrysler Theater starring Rod Steiger, who again, uh-huh. Rod Steiger is a, a terrific performance in this. And it hasn't been released commercially, and uh, everyone knows that, uh, well, I shouldn't say everyone, but most people know that Rod Sterling won his final Emmy Award for an episode of Chrysler Theater called It's Mental Work, which is an adaptation of a short story. But the rank and file is... Uh, leaps and bounds better than his mental work, I, I believe, and no one heard, no one's heard of it. Uh, yeah. It was later it was later um, expanded into a feature film called The Movie Maker, and oh. that one apparently I've never seen the expanded version, but apparently I mean it was on television all through the seventies and 80s, but the, but a film of it has not really shown, turned up anywhere. So so I'd like to see that one, but the but the hour long version of Chrysler Theater, what an amazing uh, piece of writing and piece of, uh, of work it is. Be just you know just Steiger is terrific in it. So yeah. those two, particularly uh, Slow Fate to Black and and the Rank and File, are two that I was really just knocked out by. Um, and and you know, and again, the other thing that I found was that, and I'm sure you know this, um, but maybe your listeners don't know it as as well, is that you know Rod Serling was his own toughest critic. Uh, Rod Serling just constantly criticized himself. He was so hard on himself. He was he was um, he would criticize shows 
relentlessly, and, and, and he was so humble. that he, So there are shows that he criticized so often that other people may have the impression that they really were bad. And then when I went back and watched them, I said, oh, my goodness, this is so much better than I ever would have thought <laughs> it was because I had heard so much bad about it. For example, um, a good example of that is, you know, uh, A Town Has Turned to Dust, Playhouse yeah. 90. Now, this is an infamous show. Rod Sterling's famous line was that by the time it got before the cameras, my script had turned to dust. It was one of his you know, bitter uh, censorship battles with the network and sponsors and everything else. And from hearing all the stories about it, you might think that it was ter- terrible if you've never watched it. And it turns out that show is tremendous. It's a powerful piece of work, regardless of the changes that were made. Um, Noon on Doomsday is the other one that was you know, kind of a hand-in-hand with the town's turned to dust. And Noon on Doomsday also went through a censorship battle. And Noon on Doomsday is terrible. I'll, tell, I'll be honest, it's terrible. <laughs> but, but, but A Town Has Turned to Dust is terrific. So that, that's another yeah. one. So you find these shows that were criticized either by Sterling or by other people, like his biographers, and then you go back and watch them, and you, and you realize they're not nearly as bad as you would have thought they might have been. Mm, I love A Town Has Turned to Dust. Rod Steiger again, isn't it? Yes, yeah. And Shatner. William Shatner is great in it too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little Brilliant. piece of trivia, Rod. William Shatner, you know, everybody knows he starred in uh, Nightmare on tw- uh, 20,000 Feet and, and Nick of Time. Uh, both of those are written by Richard Matheson. So so good trivia question. You know, uh, William Shatner uh, appeared in two Sterling written shows, but neither of them were the Twilight Zone. One was The Town Has Turned to Dust, and another one was called Mr. Finchley versus the Bomb, which is a very uh-huh. early uh, Sterling episode. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so he was in two Sterlings. They just happened to not be the Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah. Now, I... I'm a lover of classic American radio, and I know that Serling kind of had his start there and did a lot of that kind of stuff, but I've never been able to find it. Does much of that stuff still exist? Yeah, well, uh, two shows exist. I know for certain two shows that Serling wrote for a series called It Happens to You. Uh, mm. Those still exist. And I get I, I discussed I discussed his radio work in the book, too. I should mention that it's not just the television work. I discuss his radio work, his feature films, the books, um, so you know this will give you the whole list of everything that he that he's written. But uh, so two shows for that for that show it happens to you exist. And one thing I found I don't really discuss this in the book very much was when he was interning uh, as a college student he was interning at WNYC Radio New York City. Mm-hmm. And on that series he was actually an actor. He did voice acting on on that series. And actually three or four episodes of that series exist, believe it or not. And oh, wow. they're they're entertaining. Yeah, they um he did he did ser- uh, shows called um uh. A return to society, they were called. They were public service announcements about people who were about to go to, who were trying to get out of prison, go on, get on parole, and uh, to return <laughs> to society. And they would tell the person's story. So Rod Sterling would very often play the person who was in prison. And and, and one of them, he does, one of them, he does it with this thick. It's supposed to be a Russian accent, I think. He does it with a thick accent, and it's hilarious when you hear it. Uh, but he's very good. He really, he really, really is. So those, the three or four of those exist. And yeah, two of the other shows and. I think that's pretty much it that uh, mm. that I've found so far. And I'm surprised that more don't exist because he wrote a couple of episodes for the Dr. Christian show. He wrote yeah. a couple for uh, the Stars of a Hollywood radio series. He wrote a couple for Grand Central Station. And uh-huh. none of those have turned up yet, but I'm, I'm still on the hunt for all of these things. I hope I, hope I can turn them, you know, they turn up at, at some point. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't think we've even mentioned the name of the book yet, Nick. What, what's it called? And, and you know, sure. how can people get hold of it? Thanks. Yeah, the, the book is called Rod Serling, His Life, Work, and Imagination. Uh, it's uh, from the University Press of Mississippi, and it's available for pre-order on Amazon.com right now. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know more about the book, and if you mentioned the Facebook page, the Facebook page is uh, facebook.com 
uh, forward slash Rod Serling Dimensions. Um, the working title for the book was Dimensions of Imagination. Yeah. And so I went with that. And uh, so the, I, I kind of knew the title was going to change. But that's so that's the name of the Facebook page. But the book mm-hmm. is Rod Serling, His Life, Work, and Imagination. Um, Ann Serling was very nice to write the foreword to the book. Um, she wrote a, a beautiful foreword. And, uh, you know, so, so I, I can't wait for it to come out. It's going to be published on October 16th. Great, great. I can't wait either. Now, you, you mentioned these before, um, the events that you've staged in Binghamton. Now, I've said to the listeners that, you know, I, I kind of sat watching on Facebook last time and I, was, I saw the lineup you had there and I was like, oh man, I wish I was there. And I'm saving my pennies in the hope that there's going to be something next year. C- can you tell us that? Oh, yeah, there is certainly going to be some next year. We're already working on it. We've just had meetings this week, actually, talking about it because next year is the 60th anniversary of the mm-hmm. Twilight Zone's uh, debut. Uh, so uh, at, on the 50th anniversary, there was a very big event in, in Binghamton's uh, TZ at 50. And so this year we're going to TZ at 60. And uh, it will most likely be a multi-day event uh, in Binghamton. Uh, it will certainly involve... Uh, Screenings at the theater we did at, la- at last year in Binghamton. That's the, um, oh my goodness, I forget the name of the theater now, but it's a big, beautiful theater mm-hmm. uh, in Binghamton. So there'll be screenings there. There'll be kind of tours of the town, his home, his boyhood home, uh, the school where the uh, where the marker is out front to mark it as Rod Sterling's high school. Uh, you know, there's the there's the carousel in the in Recreation Park that inspired walking distance with the with the marker in the in the ground that says, you know, uh, Rod Serling, creator of walking distance Twilight Zone. There are yeah. other uh, there are other sites there like, you know, uh, the you know, the, the bus depot that inspired uh, the after uh, not the after hours, a uh, mirror image. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the actually the, uh, the the department store that inspired after hours. That's where I was going with that. But uh, a bunch of uh, sites like that. And it'll most likely, yeah, again, be multi uh, multi day thing with uh, you know, I'm sure Anne's Anne will be there again, and and a bunch of the writers, and I will be there, and um, we're looking forward to it. It's ho- we're hoping to have a, a really really great turnout uh, next year. Like I said, I'm saving my I'm saving my money. I'm hoping to bring that book over and get it signed by you next year, if uh, if we could do that. That would be great. Before I let you go, Nick, the other day uh, they dropped that teaser, the Jordan Peele Twilight Zone. What what are you thinking about this at the minute? Well, uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I think I, I, I could I could say that I'm I'm almost certain it will be the best of the Twilight Zone reboots. I know that doesn't sound like yeah. much of a compliment, but but I, I'm confident of that. I'm confident it will be the best of these other reboots. And you know, I, I told this story on my Facebook page recently, but um, the one thing that encourages me the most is that Rod Serling's voice is featured prominently in that. Uh, in that teaser, uh, you know, he, he gives the introduction until Jordan Peele comes in at the end there. And that that encourages me very much because uh, Peele may not realize it, but when the when the 80s reboot came around, the 1985 Twilight Zone reboot, if you remember, there was, you know, kind of a montage at the beginning of that series with Twilight Zone imagery. And then Rod Sterling kind of just showed up as a, as a ghostly kind of figure and then faded for he was just kind of glimpsed in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, the producers of that particular series, they didn't want that that image of Rod Serling. They fought against that uh, because oh, wow. they thought again, it was, yeah, because it was their, you know, it was their show and they thought having Rod Serling in there was going to take away from it. And, and CBS actually fought them on that and said, no, no, you're going to have Rod Serling at least represented in here. So they had that. So, so it was nice of me, nice for me to hear Rod Serling's voice in this promo because they're obviously not afraid to say, Hey, this is the, the, the history of this show. This is the legacy of the show. We're going to have Rod Serling at least be a spiritual <laughs> part yeah. of it, you know? 
So that that and and beyond that, I mean, I don't know much of Jordan Peele other than Get Out, which I thought was a brilliant movie. I I, I loved Get Out. So and it certainly has Twilight Zone moments in it. So mm-hmm. so again, so I'm I'm optimistic. I think I don't. I'll tell you this. I don't have any problem with you know people saying. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't harm the original series. So let's, let's put it that way. I mean, it, yeah. this could be this could be the this could be the worst show of all time, and I'm still going to have my Blu-ray 156 episodes of the original Twilight Zone. They're not going away. There's not going to be anything wrong with them. It's not going to have any effect on them whatsoever. So I really that doesn't bother me whatsoever. So I wish it luck. I I hope it's great. I hope I hope it uh, breeds a million new Sterling fans and and goes on to. I hope it runs 20 years. I, I, I wish it the best. Brilliant. I, I completely agree. I absolutely agree with that. Thank you, Nick. Okay, well, Nick, I, I really want to thank you for taking time out to talk about your book, to talk about your work with the Rod Sailing Memorial Foundation, but also thank you for doing that work. You know, we're all Rod Sailing fans here, and the fact that you guys spend so much time preserving his legacy um you know as volunteers and so on it it really means a lot to us the fans so thank you for coming on and thank you so much for your work i can't wait to read the book thank you tom it was really fun being with you thanks i'd like to thank nick again for taking time out to do that and what i'm going to do i'm going to put links in the show notes for amazon uk and amazon us if you want to order the book And like I say, I think this is really going to be quite a definitive one. One of those volumes that you just can't do without if you're a sailing fan. So if, like me, you've got it pre-ordered, then I hope you enjoy it because I really can't wait to read it. So that's enough from me for now. Like I said, if you want to check out other interviews that I've done with people connected to the Twilight Zone, then go to thetwilightzonepodcast.com slash interviews and if you've joined us just for this nicholas parisi interview then i hope you stick around here on the twilight zone podcast i review every episode of the original twilight zone and sometimes take those deep dives into other areas of rod sailing's work so next time we're going to be looking at the twilight zone episode a piano in the house and i will speak to you then